What's the total number of people that could possibly be invited to your house to watch a UGA football game? One for my communist attitude towards Kraft American singles. I was waiting for you to bring that up, Clint. We want to learn from you, people. We want to learn. That sounds terrible. Don't, don't whatever, Tiffany. She's, she's putting out some good hype, okay? No. And again, before the season starts, let me come out and say again, Brian, I'm sorry for any word I said against you ever in my life. I was like a CSI investigator trying to figure out what in the world I was looking at. You put Jimmy C on that guy. You give him a tat on his left bicep that says Jimmy C. That is the most apt nickname I could think for him. That is beautiful. Well done. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And it is, how many days did you say, Clint, until? We have we have 20 days as of this recording, but more than likely when you hear this, listener, there will be 19 days left until the University of Georgia Bulldogs are playing meaningful snaps of a football game. Great googly moogly. I'm talking about that is very exciting news. That is, we're in, inside of 20 days. We're in the teens now. Yeah, no, we're, we're within striking distance where it's actually something that you can start gearing up for. You know, like get the flagpole out, yep. put the flag on it, yep. get the get the t-shirt out. That's uh, right. Start, start making sure all the preparations, make the Costco list of well, food. That's right. That's right. Plan, plan your meals, plan your wardrobe, plan your seating. Plan mm. who's invited and who's not invited. All these things are essential. Uh, to your- Daniel, Daniel, how many? What's the what's the total number of people that could possibly be invited to your house to watch a UGA football game? Is it less than out, ten people out, outside of my immediate family that lives here? Yeah, correct. I mean, are you in town? I don't know. Like, are, are, if you're in town visiting, I guess it's one. If not, okay. if not, then don't call me. Like, don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for a hang here no, on Saturday. No, no, so, okay, no. that's not what I'm. No, I wish Apple had the ability that I can go airplane mode on everything except like one thing. If I can make rules on my phone. Oh, you know? airplane mode except for these people. Like, Correct. There's got to be a. That's that literally has, has to be to a be. thing. Somebody out there who's smarter, UGA no, uh, hype video guy, I'm sure you can do this because you do everything else well. Oh, we need a na- we need a name for whoever that is. Just like we that's, do. That guy's name is Kevin. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. It's Kevin. It's probably a woman, to be honest. They're good videos, so it's probably like, to let's be just perfectly call. Perfectly honest, it's not Kevin. It's Stephanie. It's Brittany. It's, yeah. Like, it's Brittany. Hillary. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, there's somebody listening to this that's thinking to themselves, God, these idiots not know about select selective <laughs> airplane mode? Whatever. 
Again, let us know. we will Re- state for the record. Reach out. We are Re- analog men living in a digital world. Reach out to you boys and tell us about how we can mute everyone but each other. And uh, and, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll let you great. get on that group text if you if you we will. if you let us know. We'll put you on the group text. Because there's been a couple of times that we should have listened to our Twitter followers, like the the great suggestion. Uh, because there's been two times that I've been mentioned on the Twitter feed. One for my communist attitude towards Kraft American singles. I was waiting for you to bring that up, Clint. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, but I think it needs to be said. First of all, look, I prefer I prefer, um, I prefer socialist elite. Uh, as opposed to communist, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the he said. He said, "I don't like I don't like to bring up politics on Twitter." <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Look, I'm not here to talk politics, but you a commie is what he said. But listen, get back, get back to your motherland where you came get from. Get back to the red state. Uh, yeah. So, first of all, that was that was a little hard to take. But the other suggestion I wish I would have taken was in the move to sell every earthly possession that mm-hmm. I have. That's right. And just get rid of it and then come back to wherever I'm moving and buy all new things. My sanity, I wish I would have taken that advice. So our advice on the selective mute option on the iPhone, please, we will listen now. Yeah, we we want to learn from you, people. We do. We want to learn. Um, all right, well, it is, as you mentioned, is the beginning of the week. We're recording this on Sunday night, which is our kind of typical time that we'll be recording episodes throughout the season uh for our kind of weekly recap of the weekend these episodes are devoted to uh these sunday night episodes are right now they're devoted to fall camp and preseason practice and scrimmages and uh all of the news and happenings surrounding the teams you may have noticed we have uh we released an episode last week we didn't happen to mention uh, things like Brenton Cox, for example, mm-hmm. in our in our midweek episode, though that had already happened, uh, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of save up the news for the week, and we'll talk about it all here at the beginning of the week. So we got a lot of things, as you would imagine, to get to. We're going to talk about the coordinators. Got to speak to the media, um, which was fun to watch them try to remember how to yeah. talk uh, since they never which, get by to. By the way, they never get to, and when you don't practice something, you're not good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be the only day this season I really miss James. Uh, uh, not James. I was gonna say James Coley. That's who's here right now. I think it'll be the only time this. I think it'll be the only time this season I miss Jim Cheney because nobody, nobody could work that press room like Jim Cheney. He was phenomenal. He was fantastic. He was, he was one of the best, man. One of the uh, best. I hope. I hope Jeremy Pruitt's letting him talk more than Kirby did because the <laughs> yeah, the the fine people of the Volunteer State. Need to hear him. Lord knows they're not going to see any wins out of him, so they need to hear him talk. Uh, By the way, you know something really fun to do really quick? Uh, on Bleacher Report, have the Tennessee football team as one of your feeds. Daniel, it's worth every laugh that you can imagine. Just real quick. That sounds terrible. I can't oh, even. It's hilarious. Even for comedy, I don't even want to pretend to be a Tennessee fan, even for, for kicks and giggles. Uh, we're going to talk about the coordinators, what they had to say. Obviously, we're going to talk about Britton Cox and... Yeah. That situation, his plans to transfer, uh, which I guess are now are official. Or, or he's not planning to transfer. He has no, it's, transferred. It's done. He's, um, he's listed officially. Yeah. And then uh, there's scrimmage, Clint, Hail. over Hail. the uh, weekend. There's pads popping. There's plays oh. being scripted. There's, uh, there's oh. defense going against offense. There's offense going against defense. Uh, mm. 
Do we have thoughts and opinions about uh, football? We do. It's, we do. We do. People. We do. It's almost as though we were more excited for a meaningless scrimmage of the same team than most any other thing that we experienced this week, Daniel. This summer. This yeah. you, you mispronounced summer when you said that. <laughs> that was uh, all right. So, uh, Clint, I'm gonna let you kick us. I'm gonna let you kick us out of the gates. Where we where you want to go to first? What's what's just burning? What's burning on the on your lips that you got to get out right now? I have to get this out, Daniel. I have to get this out in a hurry. And it, it goes back to the question you asked me on the ranking of rushing yards by our running backs this year, oh, Daniel. Wow. Okay. Daniel. Okay. Yes. Screw number three. Mm-hmm. Screw fourth mm-hmm. on the team. Welcome back. Samir White Welcome back. is going to Welcome be breathing back. down the neck. Welcome back. Oh my gosh. He here. He here, everybody. This Clint's back. Yeah. I'm I'm back. Clint's I'm back. back. Clint's back in the fold. I'm back in the fold. Zamir White, how you doing? You look every bit healthy and Every bit the the person and the running back and the tailback we knew you were you were going to be when you came to this program. I don't care if it was scrimmage. I don't care about anything. He had pads on. He was running through players. He was getting into the end zone. He was getting yards. And to see him do so, I I my elation for the running back position is through the roof, Daniel. Really, it really was. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the scrimmage. Did you see the speaking of our, our of our girl, home girl Tiffany, Tiffany, uh, yep. whatever her name is? Don't, uh, don't whatever Tiffany. She's she's putting out some good hype. Okay. Okay. Did you see the video that Tiffany put out where um, they're they're doing the thud drills and the running backs are getting a run and start? Did you see Zamir at the end? Did you see him just straight run through somebody uh, with some some just awful intentions? Just the man looked like he, but he was smiling. You could just almost tell inside the helmet. He likes he likes it. He likes the contact. Again, seeing Zamir White go to contact and then hearing Kirby. When asked about Zamir, again, Kirby Kirby does not lie. He may deceive. He may play games. He does not lie. When he talks about things, he is talking about them directly. Okay? Mm-hmm. When and what, is, about, what did he say? What did he say about what Zamir? What did he say about Zamir? He said, well, the entire time we've been watching him, every single practice, I've been watching Zamir on the sideline just running, just pacing like a caged lion waiting to get back in pads. We've seen him go through rehab. We've seen him of what he's doing, and now, now he's out there in pads, and he's he's showing you what he's capable of. Essentially, Kirby said, "Yeah, dum dum." Yeah, we knew. We knew. Okay, so hey, SEC, put on notice because you guys are talking about we have a Heisman running back. That's cool. Uh, y- you forgot your boy over here, Zamir. Like that's good, DeAndre. Hey, Swift's gonna do his thing. Okay, like don't we all know that? But. Uh, we know what this guy's all about. We know number three has a history of performing on this field, and that's exactly what Zamir's going to do. Listen, is there a chance that the knees don't uh, hold up? Yes, we're all nervous about that. Is there a chance that you know that something else could go wrong in his career? Yeah, absolutely there is. But listen, 
It's going to take a catastrophic injury to prevent this young man from being a legitimate star on, in the Georgia backfield. You don't forget, Georgia fans, the kid tore his ACL. He came in as the number one running back in 2018. 24-7, 24-7 had him as the ninth overall player mm-hmm. in the class of 2018. You understand what I'm saying? This is not a pretty good running back. No. This is an elite, cream of the crop, second to none running yep. back. And if his if his body gives him the opportunity, he's going to show everyone exactly what everyone in Scotland County, North Carolina, already knows, which is that this is a bad man. Clint. This is a- is a bad, bad man. man. And again, do you do you think Daniel is he going to have to rush the ball 35 times a game? Is he going to have to no, do that's, that? Is he going to be no. is he going to be have to be treated like a bell cow like just as somebody who just we continue to pound the rock with? No. This no. I mean just listen, we got he's the he's right now the fourth string running back on this team. You, okay, that's the grossest thing I've heard. In such a long time. And it's, it's true. It's true. It's, yeah. But that's that's not a detriment to him. No, it's not. That's just a testament to, listen, you can't, there's nothing this guy's going to have to do that is exceeding what he's capable of doing, what his body tells him he ought to Correct. be doing. There's nothing he's going to be asked to do that uh, goes above and beyond that because, we got we got DeAndre Swift. We've got Brian Harrion, who's chomping at the bit, waiting his turn, who loves I mean, does Brian Harrion love the contact, Clint? Does he does he shy away from the contact? Does he like no, to No, he does not butt some heads? No. And again, before the season starts, let me come out and say again, Brian, I'm sorry for any word I said against you ever in my life. We good. I let let the record state that from here on forward, Daniel. May you may it state you, that? You really trying to avoid the formal apology to Brian Harrion? <laughs> what's the most number of times you think you will? What's how many have you? Have we repeated a formal apology to one individual yet? We need to go back into the archives. Somebody who's listened to every episode, let us know. Let, remind us is we need to keep tally on who no. Clint has had to formally apologize to the most <laughs> in the in the history of this podcast. Feels like Brian Harry is just sitting on it waiting on another one. Just I don't yeah. know. No, 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 I'm not there's not going to be another one, Daniel. <laughs> there's not going to be another one. I've just stipulated that. You've literally um, just said that all four of the running backs are your favorite of the yes. running backs. And yes. <laughs> so now <laughs> any one of them that does well. You just I was on that. I just I'm sorry guys. I nailed but, that one. But I was right on that. Uh when Kenny McIntosh comes out and rushes for a hundred yards, Clint, I'm gonna <laughs> cue up the formal apology music and you're still gonna have to apologize to some running back. Uh that's good. That's good. Uh okay, also from the scrimmage, Daniel. Okay. Did okay. Uh, I wanna ask you because I have ask like, me. two more asks. Okay. Uh, you see you see your boy uh, Jorge go up and get a ball. Mm, I think the world saw that. I don't know. Yep. I, I think everyone who owns a telephone saw that. If you didn't see Jorge Pickens catch a ball, I didn't. It's hard. To, what was I looking at 
on that video call. I don't want to say yeah. that video was a fake, but guys, have we considered the fact that that video was definitely a fake? The angle but, <laughs> at which it was, the grain that was coming across the screen, I and thought then it, it was like, like what's it going cuts on? in the middle to a oh, picture shit. of a scoreboard, uh-huh. and there's a and there's like weird camcorder numbers at the in the bottom left hand corner. I'm not making this up. Go back and watch the video again. I freeze framed that thing like nine different times. On my phone, I was like a CSI investigator trying to figure out what in the world I was looking at. I can't make out a single play. I I spent an hour trying to figure out one defensive player that I could recognize. Do you know a single defensive player in that clip? No, you don't, because that clip is from 2002. And it's a USC Trojans clip from 2002. That was freaking Reggie Bush when he was yeah. on a visit from high school. It was no Keyshawn Johnson back <laughs> was, was before. <laughs> I don't know what in the world I was looking at, but if that, in fact, if I'm to believe yes. that that, in, fa- in fact, was one Jorge Pickens, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about what I saw on the film. Uh, there's no way that you, you just keep hyping a kid. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Todd Gurley or bust at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it has to be. That's my thing. Is like t- the Todd Gurley syndrome is every time Todd Gurley would touch the ball, you would think, well, he could never top that, and then he would oh, he would he continually did. top it every single time. But no one else lives up to those kinds of expectations. Like no one else. Surely. But this kid is starting to generate a lot of. Um, goodness gracious. By the way, how about your boy? Does your boy, I can't remember his name right now. Does he ask the dumbest questions? Like, does he sit around and think of dumb questions to ask? He couldn't wait to ask the question about the message boards talking about George. Like, what's Kirby? What does he, in his head, what does he think Kirby's going to say? Does he, does he think Kirby's going to say, oh man, I love those message boards. Those things are awesome. I think he is trying honestly I think he's trying to impress Kirby on his on his knowledge and breadth of understanding of the college football scene. I think that's honestly what he's trying to do. And Let Kirby me, just he don't care. That's that if that's true that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. It's the saddest thing. I'm telling because you but what possible that, explanation that is, is there the, outside of that? That is the dorkiest kid in st- school trying to impress the hottest girl in school and she could not be any less interested i am not speaking from experience experience? i am i am not saying that because i know factually what it feels like i'm just saying hypothetically Hypothetically. if there was someone who would who was awesome if she would just give him a chance you know like who, yeah, some who's... some somebody who who only went after athletes, and so he thought to himself, "Well, maybe if I can get on a on a team somewhere." And dude's like, "Hey, I got a I got a tennis racket for you here." And the guy said, "Sign me up." He said, "Let's do this." What are you trying to say about tennis players, Clint? I don't know. I, look, <laughs> hey, really quick, uh, tennis players are freaking amazing. I watch tennis with a sense of awe. That was not a that was not a downplay on tennis. How- how do we get to talking about tennis? George Pickens no. is a freak. George Pickens yep. is not a he's not a real human being. He's not a real human. Okay, so so here's 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 what I want to get to. We talked about Zamir. We talked about Jorge Pickens. By the way, Jorge is the offensive 
this year's offensive version of what Roquan Smith was four years ago, three years ago. Uh, again, I call National Signing Day, uh, thank goodness fax machines are still a thing day. Because That's we right. got Roquan Smith, he was going to UCLA, a fax machine error made UCLA not get him. He then sent in his letter of intent to Georgia. We got him. That's that's how that all transpired, okay? Uh, so, again, thank the Lord that NCAA has no clue what virtual signing is. Again, mm. you, you, you buy a home and you sign electronically, Daniel. Like, title company says, hey, here's electronic Correct. signatures. A secure Dropbox is enough for that. Uh, enough not, for that. Not to play college football. <laughs> Nay, we don't. We don't we don't do that here. No. Um, Jorge Pickens was a last minute addition on signing day. A, a freak, a highly regarded recruit freak that came to UGA out of nowhere. Nobody thought that was going to be possible. Uh, we got him. And he is the offensive equivalent of the Roquan. And I have high hopes for him. So, Daniel, I, I ask you these. I, here are the three comparisons on this current team to previous players that have okay. been mentioned. Okay. okay. All right. And what am I supposed to? How am I supposed to respond to this? Do you want? You're supposed to tell me the percentage chance. Okay. That they will live up to the expectation before them. Okay. The percentage chance that this current player will live up to the standard of the player they're, they're being, being compared, compared to. Correct. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I got three of them for you. Okay. Uh, Zamir White has the story and apparently the tenacity of contact like Nick Chubb. Okay. What's the percentage chances Amir White lives up to the comparison of being the next Nick Chubb? Zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> zero point zero 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 percent. I mean... Is, is if, that your love if, of Nick Chubb talking or is that your understanding of how great Nick Chubb is? Yes. Well, one of those one of those things have to be mutually exclusive, but they don't. my um, <clears throat> yeah, I um, it, there's just no way that because what Nick Chubb was was not only the second greatest college football running back of all time, factually true, but what Nick Chubb was was the one of the greatest people, one of the greatest representatives of the University of Georgia. Of all time. So, uh, you know, if you said Zamir White to Todd Gurley, then I think there would be like a, I would give it like a 20% chance or something. Do I hope, do I think the, now if you're saying what are the odds that, that Zamir White recovers physically as well from his injuries as Nick Chubb did, I would say, I have no idea, I'm not a doctor, but... I like I mean I don't know. Seems like he's looking pretty good now. So 60 70% that he lives up to that aspect of the Nick Chubb comparison. You know what I'm saying? The like simply just how well he's recovered and able to go physically. But he's not ever going to be Nick Chubb. Come on. No. I That's- I just need I just need one presser after the game where he bulldozes his way through every single defensive player and he just stonewalls the sideline reporter and says I'm, I'm glad we won. That's uh, that, if that uh, happens. I'm gonna at lose that point. Mind. I'll start to feel some things. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, all right, Jorge Pickens being likened to AJ Green. Percentage chance that he lives up to being the next AJ Green. 
Look, uh, three weeks ago, I would have said this was zero. Uh-huh. Uh, and listen, you guys know I'm not I'm not the most optimistic person in the world. Uh, but listen, there's a this there's chance. There's a chance. AJ Green was not. He didn't light the world on fire when he was at UGA, no. right? He's the best wide receiver, <laughs> talent wise, that we've ever had. But he didn't just absolutely. You know, I mean, we mentioned Reggie Bush earlier. Like he wasn't Reggie Bush. You know, right. like in terms of his production and his overall value on the team. So do I think that there's a chance in that wide receiver room that by week nine we are looking at Jorge Pickens as being an absolute animal, go-to guy, and that he only builds on that for the next two years before he goes to the NFL? Absolutely. I think there's a chance. I give it 30% that he has an A.J. Green-like trajectory. Uh, and uh, this one I had to throw in there. I didn't see him in any clips. I didn't see him talked about any. Uh, but just for the sake of continuity, Nicobe Dean, like Roquan Smith, what's the percentage chance that he can be like Roquan? Well, it's zero again. It's zero. You're talking about the greatest to ever play the position, so... <laughs> That's. I wish I was exaggerating. Again, I'm, I'm not making these comparisons. Other yeah. people are making these comparisons. I'm actually this. It's really unfair to these guys to even talk about in the same breath. Again, absolutely. Roquan Smith played in the one of the most exciting bowl games ever to take place in Pasadena, and single handedly brought us to the brink of 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 from losing to winning by shutting down a team that had trash us. He he goes down as one of the greatest ever in UGA history. And it's completely unfair to Kobe Dean. Hundred percent. And I just, um, yeah, I. It, but let me say this. Let me add this caveat. It's zero percent that he ever is as good as Roquan Smith. I, I, I genuinely believe that. I mean, I guess it's maybe one percent. Zamir White to becoming Nick Chubb, I would give a solid 0%. So I maybe say 1%, he becomes as good. But um, if he's if he's starting middle linebacker and we win the national championship, look, I, don't, don't act like I'm not going to look at him in a more positive light, possibly, than I look oh. at Roquan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have feelings about my favorite all-time UGA player is Boss Bailey. Like, that's, you have feelings about people that are not necessarily subject to their talent alone. And so there's there's certainly things that Nicobe Dean can do to be endeared to UGA fans in the way that, but man, my goodness, you're talking about premature. That's the most premature of all of them. That's by, by far the most premature, I think, of all of them. Daniel. Uh, the coordinators got to come out and talk, as you said earlier, and they don't get to talk about things often publicly. They do not. Uh, and it was evident. But from the coordinators speaking, uh, what did you pick up on? What did you hear that uh, was exciting to you? Yeah, a few things. Um, a few things exciting to me. Um, what The name that I think... 
many people I've talked to and things that I've read post that name people seem to be taking away from that coordinator press conference certainly stood out to me, seems to have stood out to other people. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Clint. Um, Dan Lanning did not seem to struggle to talk about Tyreek Stevenson, did he? No. He, uh, He seemed to have some things at the ready to say about the young man. Holy uh, moly, we got a ball player on our hands. Yeah. I mean, so when you hear things like that, again, we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about top 50 kid, high four-star guy yep. coming in from Miami. Uh, listen, we had Tyson Campbell start as a freshman last year and really not – didn't even seem to be being pushed by Eric Stokes until mid-season. You know, like it, right. when it became like, all right, we need to do something about Campbell because he's he's sort of struggling over there. But the early in the season, it wasn't like it didn't even seem like he was battling it out. Uh, you know, you feel like that Stokes and Campbell are going to be the starters. Campbell apparently got dinged up in the scrimmage. We didn't mention that, but no, hopefully hopefully that's nothing serious. But listen, DJ Daniel and Tyreek Stevenson all of a sudden. DJ Daniel, the Juco kid. Uh-huh. That's that's another name that's that's I think that I think this cornerback rotation is very interesting to me because it could be two brand new faces. You know, you got you got Tyreek McGee, the veteran's veteran. The oh, the yeah. been around the, forever, it seems. The guy that's been around the program for eight and a half years. Uh, but but these two new faces, Tyreek Stevenson, freshman, incredibly athletic, uh, six one, six feet tall, you know, tall on the on the tall side for a cornerback. Uh, apparently, speedster, as is uh-huh. Tyson Campbell, as is Eric Stokes. Uh, and then you got DJ Daniel, the guy with a little bit more experience. Uh, playing in the JUCO ranks a little bit more high level competition uh, from him. It's gonna be interesting to see. What do you? What are your? What are your thoughts? I know we haven't gotten to our our position rankings for the quarter no. for the cornerback position yet, but what are your thoughts on the on the on the corners? Look, I'm on record as saying I like Stokes as a corner. I don't think he's all world like the oh. rest of America thinks. We we heard you. I got the music yeah. queued up. I got the yeah. music queued up already. Can, We're waiting for that. You can music all you want. Whatever. Okay. Uh, again, these reports and Dan coming out only go to my side to say uh, I don't think that there is that big of a difference between talent-wise. I think guys are pressing. There is competition. I think this is thrilling to me. Uh, Daniels, to me, is the guy to look out for. Again, from that experience standpoint, uh, and a guy that – cornerback is a is an – Art. I mean, you could have burners. You can go for days. Check Stokes out in a couple of games last season where he got burned going deep uh, over fade into the end zone. You got speed, but it's an art to to mirror a receiver and play in your coverage. And uh, I'm I'm excited that we have potentially four guys that could rotate through. It's thrilling to me. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me that Dan talked about and then reports came out, Daniel, is uh, this. This idea of his like knights of the round table kind of philosophy, with uh, 
with coaching and also with player input and with with guys talent just getting around and saying no no it's it's not just my voice it's going to be all of our voices now a little of that is because he is co defensive coordinator i mean it's it's mm-hmm. worked into the system uh so for him to come out and say if he was asked and then come out and say oh yeah my system is like well you're you're literally going against your own job description so uh i i get that but again uh the thing that that's that's weird to me about that whole question is uh, who's asking him that question and honestly thinking that that's a, a good answer when kirby smarts the head coach because we know who the defensive coordinator of this football team is what, why is this? Why is this lost? Why is this still not an? Uh, again, Kirby has big vision stuff. He's movement leader kind of stuff, but he's a defensive coordinator. Watch him on the sideline. We have a get back coach on his belt for a reason. People. Yeah. Dan Lanning, don't don't get it twisted. No. Dan Lanning was not hired because of his prowess as a coach. Okay. <laughs> That's not me saying Dan Lanning does not have any prowess as a coach. It's not what that is. It's not what I'm saying. Uh, Mel Tucker was not hired because of his prowess as a coach. Mel Tucker had pedigree. Mm -hmm. Mel Tucker had um, the respect of his peers. Mel Tucker landed himself a Power 5 head coaching job. Jim Chaney left for a coordinator job at a inferior school like there's a difference between these two coordinators that that were lost last year but neither mel tucker nor dan lanning were hired hired and brought on because of their coach but they were hired and brought on because of their relationship to kirby smart and because they had worked and reported directly to kirby smart in the past because they were his people that he picked and he trained you understand Kirby Smart is Nick Saban's disciple. Dan Lanning is not. Mel Tucker is not. Mel Tucker and Dan Lanning are Kirby Smart disciples. That's why he hired them. Not so that they could lead the defense. No. Because so that they could lead the defense how he wants them to. That's why they were brought in. That's like that's that's a beautiful way of saying that, Dan. We're gonna get along just fine if you do everything I want. We'll we'll be good, buddy. <laughs> that's correct. And if you're Dan Lanning, you just got given the off- the defensive coordinator position at a perennial power in college football. You don't you're, care. You sign. No, you're good. You're good here. Yeah. You, um. Uh, brings me talking about these coordinators. Let's go over to the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh. And let me just ask you this. Uh, James Coley. Yeah. Jimmy C. Oh, you know uh, what? That, that is the most apt nickname I could think for him. That is beautiful. Well done. Yeah. You put Jimmy C on that guy. You give him a tat on his left bicep that says Jimmy C. And he's he's rocking and rolling. Look, um, James Coley. I just have a simple question for you, Clint. Yeah. I don't need to get into the specifics of any players. If you want to talk about players, that's great. I'll be happy to 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 go through some of James Coley's specific comments. I'm just going to ask you generally. A lot of talk about James Coley and a revamped offense. Uh huh. Lots. Uh huh. Tyler Simmons talking about it. 
Um, James Coley himself being asked about it. A lot of reports about it. People going back and studying the way he called plays when he was down in South Florida uh-huh. and some other things. Uh, you buying it, Clint? That's my question to you. You buying it? You buying Jimmy C and a revamped University of Georgia offense? Um, I am buying. Well, uh, so two two questions I hear on that. I am. Am I buying Jimmy C? And am I buying a revamped mm. offense? Okay. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you can answer them separately. Okay. I, I am buying Jimmy C. Uh, 100%. I, I like Jimmy C. Look, uh, I like the cut of his jib. Uh, I like how he talks to players. Uh, okay. I like how he's excitable. I, I like his coaching. It, he's, he's, got me, he's got me sold on him. Revamped offense. If by revamped you mean... Five percent to ten percent uptick in certain plays, in certain deep concepts, in certain uh, play calling decisions, uh, in certain matchups. I I buy that a hundred percent. I think we're gonna have a sway of five to ten percent. If you're talking revamped, like all of a sudden uh, we're coming out and we look like a different beast, I'm I'm not buying that because that's, that's you don't think we're gonna be slinging the ball all over the yard, Clint? You don't think we're just gonna be pitching? No. You don't think no. we're going to be running sprint, no huddle, up-tempo? Yeah. You don't think we're going to come uh, out? Again, a couple of times a game, that may happen. We will do that uh, on occasion to throw people for a loop, but this is not Auburn. We're not going to do stupid non-football things, okay? This is not uh, – we're not the Temple Owls who have to come out with these weird rocket screens all over the place. That's not who we are mm-hmm. uh, because – that's not going to win games. If Again, if you're talking in certain points at certain places, is he going to bring in concepts that, that have high-low and, and get people in position? Yeah, he's, he's going to creatively think through that. Are we going to be a different identity? Absolutely not. It will never happen, as long as Kirby Smart is head coach of this team. I think that's, I think that's the key right there. Because, uh, so, so let me just follow up. Because I do think it's related to Kirby Smart. And so let me follow up with a second question. If you're not buying the... I think Tyler Simmons' quote was like, we're going to look like a whole new offense or something. You know, some kind of something. Uh, If you're not buying that, what Jimmy C is trying to sell you there, then my follow-up question is, does that concern you? Is that... Is that something that should concern you that we're basically going to get what we get and that means that an upgrade, if we get one, is going to be marginal at best? No, see, see that's you can, you can have the same identity as a team and run different concepts of how you get the deep ball or how you get the ball into players' hands, you could still run. I, I mean, this this goes back, uh, what is it? Um, I was listening to some moron on the news on the radio. I was trying to think of his name, but I couldn't think of it. Anyway, It's Paul Feinbaum. His name's <laughs> Paul Feinbaum. Well, that, 100% all day, every day. But I but I haven't listened to Paul Feinbaum in years. So Oh, good. Uh, probably, I thought I thought maybe ever. I was going to ha- I thought I was going to have to call your sponsor and tell him <laughs> you'd fallen off the wagon if you were Slap listening to Paul Feinbaum. The dial out of my hand. No, you don't need to do that. 
Uh, but again, uh, when you look at these, running the ball is still running the ball, and you could do it from different formations, but you're still going to have an inside power game. James C. is going to have different concepts, and it doesn't mm-hmm. concern me because the the creativeness or or uh, look at like uh, again, I'm going to use the name Jim Harbaugh. Hey, let's we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, be, down a road of of looking at betting and over-unders and all that good stuff. Uh, anyway, but Jim Harbaugh, when he was with the 49ers, uh, the dude was the most creative run game coordinator I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, I, I was a Niner fan during that time. It was incredible what he was doing. Uh, so if Jimmy does that, if he brings it in and Kirby says, we're running the ball up the middle, we're running the ball here, we're doing this, we're doing that, great. He's going to say, if I work within my parameters, I'm going to creatively come up with X's and O's. And it's going to be just fine. And I'm excited for it because five to 10% difference in an uptick. That's what five, six, seven plays a game. Daniel, how many times over the past two years did we look back over five or six crucial plays and think, what in the world was Cheney thinking? What was he doing there? I totally agree. I totally agree. And so what I hear you saying is that you do not believe ultimately, is this true, that Kirby Smart hamstrings his offensive coordinators? Not That's really the root, the root question I'm bit. getting at. Not one bit. He does I, not. I, I think there's about 20% of me that's concerned about that mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm hoping that Jimmy, that Jimmy the C is able to alleviate those concerns yeah, i think i think he's earned it <laughs> i think he's i think he's earned it um it's too close to jake the snake that i i sort of feel like i need to now go to jimmy the c i feel like i'm hoping that jimmy the c alleviates those concerns and shows me that a kirby smart offensive coordinator can flourish and yeah. thrive yeah um uh, and that he's not sort of pulling some strings behind the scenes on that side of the ball and saying like, Hey, we need to do this to protect the defense or we need to do, you know, like it's not allowing us to open it up as much. Cause I think there have been times when we've said, Oh, uh, Jim, not Jimmy, but no. Jim, not Jimmy, Mr. Mr. James, Mr. Cheney. Uh, uh, no, Jim Cheney is who I'm talking about. I think there have been times when Jim Cheney, has frustrated us with his play calling, but I think there have also been times when there has just been a general sense of frustration of like a why are we not opening up the offense a little bit more? Yeah. Like why yeah. why does it feel like we're riding the break even though we're on an uphill and still somehow we can't get our foot off the brake? Um, I'm hoping. There's only 20% of me, but there's part of me that fears that that might be that might be head coach related. And so, yeah, hoping to see something from James Coley that helps put those fears to bed. Yeah. Uh, and last newsworthy item, Daniel, we didn't yeah, let's, talk about this let's, opening. We need to go back. Uh, Britton Cox, go. no longer on the team at UGA, but he's decided that he would like to play his ball in the great state of Florida. Daniel, he is a Gator and on the roster, transferred on over. What are your thoughts? So many things. <laughs> There's so so many thoughts. Um, two, there are two sets of thoughts 
I think. And it's to be fair, I want to divide them up. Okay. Okay. Let's, if we could, let's talk about our thoughts on Brenton Cox transferring. Yeah. And then let's talk about our thoughts on Brenton Cox transferring to Florida. Oh gosh, this okay. is good. I'm glad you distinguished because I have lots on both. Okay. So, thoughts on Brenton Cox transferring in a vacuum are were at the moment at the time that it happened uh, shock. Yeah. Confusion. And then the more you read, Clint, the more it kind of becomes obvious. That some of that confusion dissipates, does it not? It becomes real you, clear in a hurry. Listen, you could start to, sometimes when it's foggy outside, Clint, and you can barely make stuff out, you're not really sure what it is that you're looking at, right? Sure. But then... The more you, the more time you spend out there, sometimes, and the more things that there are, the more you start to see these giant shadow-like pillars with leaves on them in yeah. front of you, and you start to realize, like, oh, you know what? Those are trees. Uh-huh. And so then you look over here to your left, and look, there's some more of those things. And so now it's a little bit easier to interpret what it is that you're looking at. That's kind of how the Brenton Cox situation. People started writing some things, and people started reporting some things, and some things were being said by some certain people associated with the team that apparently, um, yeah, the reasons for Brenton Cox transferring, which of course Kirby's not going to get into, like Kirby's not going to go down that road, uh, but the reason for Brenton Cox transferring uh, became more and more clear. It seems like Brenton Cox was not happy with his position on the depth chart, number uh, yep. one. And um, felt like the general consensus around the team was not all that uh, disappointed, shall we say. Has has anybody come out for their boy back in his play and saying, man, Britain was treated like a dog, didn't get a fair shot, we're going to miss him? Anybody say anything remotely close to that? Hadn't heard that come out yet nobody's reporting nobody's reporting anonymous sources who are saying that no no actually the reporting is oh you mean you mean when we have three other cats better than him because they're playing ahead of him and he thought he deserved that time day i was reading uh they wrote how many snaps britain cox played last year the the headline was you know contributor lost from uga's defense and it listed the number of st- snaps that he had and then it listed his statistics mm-hmm. for those number of sta- snaps mm-hmm. it's disproportionately awful that's pretty what bad Britain, it's bad he had over 200 snaps one sack something like 20 tackles it that's bad it wasn't great no okay. it wasn't it wasn't great um it wasn't great at all. and listen uh, you know it's it's a it's a loss. Kirby Kirby was asked if he was concerned about losing Brenton Cox. Did he seem Did he seem concerned? I think he audibly laughed when he was asked a question. Yeah, Kirby does not a do smirk. a lot of Kirby doesn't do a lot of laughing. But no. you go back and listen to it. Um, you know Kirby's point is well we got six guys. At the position, and we play one at a time. Uh-huh. Like we just, just, there's one of them on the field at a time, guys. Like, 
We got a star. Yeah. We got two corners. We got two inside backers. And we got two safeties. And we got three defensive linemen. And we have one outside linebacker. You guys you guys report on this team, right? Like you guys yeah. have been to games, right? Now you watched you watched last year, right? When we played the games. Okay. Uh, so we got six, and we lost one, and Kirby didn't say he was fourth on the depth chart. No. But, but when you're hearing things like he was fourth on the depth chart, then <laughs> you start to realize that, no, there's not an overwhelming level of concern no. about Georgia losing a player the caliber of Brenton Cox. Listen, Adam Anderson has got something to prove to me. Uh-huh. I don't know who what, – what, what, Adam Anderson needs a nickname. Who's the skinniest person you know? Like, who's the from from like the movies or television or a yeah. book or something? Like, who? Like, I don't know what I don't yeah, know what Adam Anderson's not eating, but it's most of the things. That's what he's not eating from from best I can tell. Costco like sells s- whey protein in some <laughs> in large quantities. Okay. You would think the UG athletic department would be able to afford a Costco membership. You would. You would point. imagine that ninety five dollars a year is it's not like beyond yeah. It's budget. like a, it's like a hundred bucks a year. You break that down per month, and you're like, it's a, it's it's a pretty doable number. You know what I'm saying? If that's so, the case, s- Tiffany from Hype Video, reach out to us. <laughs> we will supplement. Daniel and I will give out of our yes. wallets the Costco membership right. for the whey protein. Well, four dollars each per month. Like I think you and I can handle. We just get Adam Anderson some food, y'all. Like what? I don't know. So that oh. that's a situation where you know we got we've got something to see. Aziz Ojolari obviously looks like yeah. There's some things happening there, and I've just got we haven't talked about the outside linebacker breakdown uh, for our, for our ratings, but you know you got your Nolan Smiths, you got your, and then you got guys like Walter Grant. You know, like who veteran yep. now? All of a sudden, Walter Grant's a veteran on this team. So anyway, okay. Uh, but now let's talk about Brittany Cox going to Florida. Not not only transferring. Sure, hey, you do you, whatever. That's the thing. Transferring to Florida. Now, I'm gonna get first crack at this. Yeah, I, go for it. I am so happy this happened, Daniel. <laughs> I am thrilled beyond belief this happened. How did I know this was going to be the take from you? Like, how did I know this was going to be? I am so happy. Here's why I'm so happy. The only other team that would have been equally as happy for me would have been him going to Tennessee. Uh, But I'll I'll take Florida. And here's why. Uh, Florida, they're currently losing players that had playing time lined up. Okay? So, so were in line to start games, and they said, no thanks, I'll pass, and left the program. Stop assaulting your tutor. Like, we're finally going to release you now after, I guess, another incident. Correct. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So they're leaving the program. No Mm -hmm. one else is coming in. Here's what Britton Cox did. He said, where don't I have to worry about a depth chart at all? Raise your hand if you're desperate, have no talent, and will take anybody with a pulse. Florida, cool. Sign me up. That's all. Is Brent Cox going to have to switch to DB? 
at some, at some point? Like, because does Florida have any defensive backs left? P.S. Like, I don't. They they don't. It's, none who are currently not on a registry somewhere. You do not like to see a young man get injured, uh, no matter who they play for. And so Florida losing uh, one of their top defensive backs to an injury for the season. Uh, you do not like to see that. What you do it's like to see. What you do like to see is a douchebag get kicked off the team. That's at what Florida, you and to that's. See. And that's what happened again. Uh, So I don't know who Florida's going to be starting at defense back. Uh, But Brent Cox ain't eligible. So I don't know what. He's got a year to hang out and do nothing. Just Uh, just hang. I can't sit with his thoughts. Listen, I'm going to come with a take that you're not going to like it, Georgia fans. But I I actually, I hate this. Mm. I, I hate it. Because... Look, do I think Brent Cox is going to put Florida over the top? Of of course I do. Okay, like he's not. He doesn't play quarterback. I mean, it's not Jake Fromm. Still have Felipe Franks throwing the ball. Okay, okay, it's not. It's well, Emory Jones next year when Brent Cox is on the oh, field. He's but that's right. Either way, uh, it's one outside linebacker is not going to put Florida over the top. But look, we just if you're going to bang your drum and laugh about how Florida doesn't have any five-star players, then clearly you think five-star players matter on your roster. If you're going to hoot and holler about how many five-star players Georgia is going to sign in the 2020 class, then clearly you think five-star players matter. So don't be that guy who tries to pretend like five-star players only matter when they play for the team that you want them to play for and they fit the narrative that you're trying to. Florida got a freaking... Really talented football player. Do I think Brenton Cox is probably a giant a-hole? Yes, I do. Do I think he will fit in perfectly with that personality at Florida? 100% I do. Is there a better coach in America other than possibly the Gus Bus to coach him? No, no, there's not. There really is not. Uh, But do I like him being on Florida's roster? Of course I don't like it. And if you... You're just fooling yourself if you don't think that this hurts Georgia because it obviously hurts Georgia. Brenton Cox is really talented, and he's going to be a redshirt sophomore next year. He's going to have eligibility, people. With eligibility for days. So you're not going to like it. Like at some point, at some point in Jacksonville he's going in to late October, you're not going to like it. Right. Yeah. You're you're going to really hate this. No, I uh if he since he transferred, since he transferred, knowing that was the case, I make it Florida. Let's make it. Let's just make this thing as juicy as possible for me. Uh as if I needed more of a reason to hate Florida, I don't, but uh this just adds to the drama for it. Um It's the, listen, to be clear, the gap is not closing. No. Okay. The gap is not. Again, you you stated the, it's not going to put them over the top. Florida, all of a sudden, no. you're not rethinking next year's game and worrying the whole time, keeping you up at night about Britton Cox coming off the edge. You're not thinking that way. No. What keeps me up at night is who's going to start a quarterback. That, well, next well, well. Okay. So like we don't hey, we don't have hey, time hey, to get hey, into hey. right. You're whoa. the one that opened that can whoa. of worms. Like I don't have to. Oh, I I never said anything about next year's quarterback, Daniel. I was ne- well, you talked about you talked about next year. I did. And I when did. You say next year. All I think of 
is Anthony Edwards playing basketball and Jake Fromm going to the NFL. Those are the only two things that I think about when I think about next year. So, um, uh, all right. Well, that is going to do it for us today. Uh, there's plenty of stuff we didn't get to talk about, but there's plenty of stuff that we did get to talk about. Um, we'll keep compiling some news, and we will be back next Monday to talk more about that. Hopefully, we'll be back later in the week with some more position group ratings uh, going through our series, kind of breaking down the roster by looking at each position group and rating them as a unit. Uh, we're inside 20 days, Clint. My goodness. Uh, now's, the time to jump, now's the time to jump on board with uh, us here. Two episodes a week yep. from here to the end of the season. And get excited locks. because, yes, locks and betting comes locks. out when the season comes. Daniel and I are in rare form, people. Locks are coming, man. Locks are coming. Um, uh, if you are not currently subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast, and that would help us out. If you have not left a rating or a review, you can do that, and that would help us out a tremendous amount. Um, uh you can always follow up with us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast or um, on Gmail at TalkingDogsPod at gmail.com. If you're not a person who's on Twitter, you have all my respect and admiration. Mm-hmm. And you can send us an email and let us know your thoughts on our thoughts uh, or if there's things that you want us to talk about on the show. So that's it. You got anything else, Clint? Nothing. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.